Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. It's, you know what, we're recording on a Friday. Mm -hmm. The sun was out today. Mm -hmm. It's like November, and it hasn't really gotten cold yet. No, it's it's been so strange. I think I shared a few weeks ago that, you know, October is my favorite month or one, you know, one of my yes, favorite yeah. months. And I was just saying to my husband last night that, you know, I couldn't believe that October was over. <clears throat> right. And I feel like it wasn't my usual October. It felt very out of sorts for me. It went by really quickly. Huh. The weather seemed so different even just driving around the the foliage the changing yeah. of the leaves just it feels very different to me it's almost disorienting like sometimes i don't know what what <laughs> day or month You're right <laughs> yeah because by now the trees should have been much more colorful and probably more leaves down and it just doesn't it's right. just been different. It's been different but you know that's that's good because it's also i feel like extended the season yes. a little bit. I remember last yes. year, I believe it was November 1st, it it snowed. Um, I remember really? being home with the kids and huh. I woke up and I thought, oh, it's time to start oh, my holiday shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, well, I started act- even earlier because we all have seen the, the media about yes. supply chain. Yeah. So. Well, and just the other night at dinner, engineer Tim says, hey, I listened to this song today, and so he he asked uh, Google to play It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year with Andy Williams. I said, oh, yes, it is. It's right around the corner. Yes. So, but we're not going to talk. People say, come on, David, please don't talk about that. Yes, get on with the show. (laughs) Get on with the show. So my my post this morning was titled Redemption. Mm -hmm. And when, when you see the word or hear the word redemption, what do you think about? Oh, I don't know. I don't, there's nothing that, that jumps, you know, straight to, to mind for me on redemption. Okay. You know, I, I think redemption to me is like a special word. It's, mm-hmm. it's a word that, that speaks of being given an opportunity that maybe you didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that people, other people perceived that you didn't deserve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It perceived lack of deserving whatever Mm -hmm. and so so today's and you knew what the what the post was about because i told you before i wrote it because we had a we were doing an interview and and talked about the podcast person Mm -hmm. so um today's today's post is is probably the second time i've done a podcast on general grant Mm -hmm. and um one of the reason why i chose to do it is I, i just finished another book um, that was, you know how sometimes you read a book and it ends too quick? Yes. You just wish that it would go on and on. And, and, mm-hmm. and this was a book like that. And the book is To Rescue the Republic, mm-hmm. which is about Ulysses S. Grant. And it was written by Brett Baer. And I love the way Brett Baer um, writes because he's a great storyteller. And I just, I just love writers that tell stories. Um, but, but, in, but if we think about, if we think about, General Grant. Well, first of all, his name wasn't Ulysses. That was his middle name. Mm-hmm. His first name was Hiram. And, and I'm certainly glad that West Point screwed up. Because when he got to West Point, um, he was supposed to be named, his name was Hiram Ulysses Grant. 
and somehow when the recommendation or however they do it, um, when, when, when the name was sent in, when he was, what do they call it when you're, when you're going to, you're recommended, maybe recommended for West Point. Randy's going to tell us, our, <laughs> our, our boss is going to tell us because he's a West Point grad. Mm-hmm. So Ulysses S. Grant shows up at West Point and he is, he finds out that his name is, well, Hiram Grant, Hiram Ulysses <laughs> Grant shows up at West Point and finds out that they have identified him as Ulysses S. Grant. S is something they just made up or came. I don't know where they came up with it. Mm-hmm. He got the nickname Sam hmm. from, from his classmates, but his name really was Hiram. So anyway, so he graduates from West Point, uh, starts his military career, um, marries his, uh, his sweetheart, um, ends up stationed out west in California in something that was less than desirable. I mean, it was just, it was a very boring post. Mm-hmm. Gets really homesick, gets really depressed, and starts drinking. Mm. And he's faced with a choice, either face a court-martial or resign from the military. So rather than going home disgraced, he resigns. He didn't even have the money to go home. He had to borrow money to go back to his family. Imagine if the story of General Grant ended there. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize what all General Grant... So if I were to ask you, (laughs) what, (laughs) what do you know about Ulysses S. Grant? Oh, this is embarrassing. I hope none no, of my it's... history teachers are listening. <laughs> I All I would say was that I, I knew he was a president. And that's all I would have yeah. to contribute. But He's everyone, on the 50, he... all of our listeners know that I am not the history buff. That is you. Right. And he's on the $50 bill. Didn't know that, but... Didn't know that? Now yeah, I he's do. on the $50. <laughs> well, there aren't that many people that use $50 bills. A lot of people know that the Ben Franklin's on the 100 but... Yeah, so so if we think about this, he so Brett Bear's book, the whole principle of Brett Bear's book is that there were three times when Ulysses S. Grant saved the Republic. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just touch on some of those. So the first one is so what happens, the way he gets back into into um the military is the Civil War breaks out. Um his town is looking to put a volunteer group of Union soldiers together. And he was asked, because he, he was a West Point grad, if he would, would get them organized and help with some training. And so that's really how he ends up getting back into the military. Um, he ends up, so I just, I'll identify a couple things here. Um, serving in the Civil War, he was known, known as the general that, that um, prosecuted the battles of Fort Henry, Fort Donaldson, mm-hmm. Shiloh, Vicksburg, Chattanooga, the Overland Campaign, Overland campaign in Virginia, the siege of Petersburg, and the Appomattox surrender. And you think, wait, how does a guy go from a volunteer that was asked to resign, and he volunteers after that to do this? Well, he he was amazing. He was he was uh, a general that, as he worked his way up to general, that understood that you needed to fight a war to win it, not just keep the battle going. And all of the Union generals, those that were the most decorated, weren't willing to fight to win. And so Lincoln is getting very frustrated, very discouraged with his generals. And finally, 
after seeing all of the the success that Grant has, names him uh, the the lieutenant general, which actually up until then there were only two other lieutenant generals rank ever in the U.S. military, and Washington was the first. Um, and and um, there was one more that escapes me. It's in my post. Uh, it was the second, but but Grant was the third. So he he gets this military honor. He finishes the war. He wins a resounding victory over the South, over the Confederates. But the first thing that you really see about Grant in his amazing character is his surre- is the surrender at Appomattox. So Appomattox Courthouse is where the Confederate Army surrenders, and General Robert E. Lee shows up in a brand new suit, a brand new uniform, a beautifully shined sword, polished boots. And Grant shows up in dirty uniform. Like, he didn't, he didn't make himself look pretty, so to speak, for the surrender. And he allowed the South to surrender with dignity. He allows the Confederate soldiers to not only take their weapons, but their horses when they surrendered because he knew they would be needed to help them start their farms back. He just he was such a man of high integrity and high moral character that he he wanted he said you just because we won doesn't mean we humiliate those that lost. So then so now we see him at the you know this amazing surrender at Appomattox. So the other thing that we know about Grant was Grant was a staunch abolitionist. He was a staunch supporter of Abraham Lincoln. He was a staunch supporter of of things that would that would resettle construction is what is what I'm referring to. Things that would resettle the South, re restructure the South so that it could be a thriving economy, um, and that that all of the 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 blacks would need to be freed. Um, then we know that Lincoln is assassinated. So Lincoln is assassinated, and actually Grant was very probably a target for the assassination as well, because they were going to try to assassinate everybody that had anything to do with, with winning the war and, and, and so on. Um, and we don't have time to get into why he wasn't there. He was invited to go to Ford's Theater with the Lincolns, but he and his wife didn't want to. And, and, and Grant almost, for the rest of his life, felt as though had he been there, he could have saved Lincoln's life. He would have heard the door open. He would have jumped in between John Wilkes Booth and the president, and perhaps Grant would have killed, but the president would have lived on. So that really was something that bothered him. So, so Lincoln, so the first time he saves the, the Union, the Republic is helping win the war. The second time is that um, Andrew Johnson becomes president when Lincoln is assassinated. And Andrew Johnson is a racist. And he does not want to implement the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. He's trying to do whatever he can to um, just get in the way of... He, and he wanted to punish the rebels in the South, but still was a racist. And so, just to give people ideas of what these things... The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. The 14th Amendment granted citizenship to all persons born 
or naturalized in the U.S., including former slaves. The 15th Amendment um, granted, again, granted citizenship to all persons and, and went on to talk about the fact that government could not punish them. So the 14th, those are real high-level things of the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendments. They were critical documents for our nation. And so Grant literally stood in the way as the commander of the armed forces of um, Johnson, like not enforcing him, if I can call it that. Um, and during this time frame is when the Ku Klux Klan came into being. And through Grant's, uh, so, as, so then Grant becomes president. Okay, so he wins the election. Um, he's recruited to run for president. He becomes president. While he's president, he establishes the Department of Justice. And he begins to uh, work on Reconstruction, trying to resettle the South in a way that would, be, that would benefit all citizens, um, make sure the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments are, are upheld, and uses the Department of Justice to stamp out the Ku Klux Klan, which he successfully did until he was out of office and it resurfaced again, if I'm not mistaken, at the turn of the last century. So he did amazing things then as a president. That would be the second time think he rescued the republic the third time and this is the one that's very very little known is the election that takes place after grant's second term he wouldn't run for a third term even though there was no constitutional amendment saying he couldn't he didn't want to run for a third term um so the winners there's no winner of that election and the reason there's no clear winner of the election was some of the states in the South, because there was all kinds of confusion as to who is really the governor, who isn't the governor, in some states, the states had two sets of certified election results. So now we have a contested election. So what, Rose, uh, what Grant was able to do was he actually got agreement that there be a, an electoral commission that, if I'm not mistaken, had five Democrats, five Republicans, and I think five Supreme Court justices. Could be wrong on that. And they would hear the case from each state and they would decide the election. So imagine the chances of this country being ripped apart again in a civil war. But he negotiates a deal and this commission then hearing all the cases, ended up certifying Rutherford B. Hayes as the president. So there's a ton of history that people don't really care about, unless you're a history nerd like me. But what if he had never been given the chance? What if the last time we heard about him was after he was a drunkard that had to resign from the military? Somebody offered him a chance of redemption. And he changed our country. So as I, and my reason for sharing that one is how many of us have those folks in our companies, somebody that just needs a chance, or maybe they're not in our company yet. Maybe they're in our families. Maybe they're in our community. Somebody who just needs a chance at redemption. Because we have no idea what they may actually accomplish. Yeah, but I, we're certain of one thing. If we don't give them a chance, they won't accomplish anything. And I think, too, like looking 
looking at ourselves as like what self-limiting beliefs are we carrying around yes or, you know things from the past are we carrying around that are holding us back from accomplishing right. things that we are very capable of maybe we need to offer ourselves some redemption mm-hmm. and say hey don't live in the past I, I love the way you put it those self-limiting beliefs what are because we all have them mm-hmm. and are we going to let them hold us back you know general grant was Five foot seven, and for the bulk of his military career, weighed like 135 or 100 pounds. <laughs> he was a small man, so mm-hmm. to speak, in terms of stature, and yet was larger than life mm-hmm. in what he did for the country. So here's some other interesting things. There was no pension for the president back in those days. Mm-hmm. And he didn't come from money. A lot, of, a lot of politicians come from money. He didn't. So he doesn't even know how he's going to support himself. So he had some friends that, that, that gave him some money. And one person, I guess, bought him a house. And, but he starts with a little bit of, of, of income. And he ends up giving it to his son and his son's business partner who start a financial company of some sort. And the partner, so they make a they make a, a good a large amount of money on some the right kinds of deals or whatever. And the partner, unbeknownst to Grant and Grant's son, invests it in a risky investment, and they lose it all. Mm-hmm. So now he has nothing. He also is starting to develop throat cancer. Oh wow. And how is he going to support his family? How is he going to support his wife going forward? And this weighed heavy on him. And so a magazine at the time asked him if he would write a couple articles about the war, which he did, and he got very little money for it. And then this same publisher of the magazine said, why don't you write your memoirs? And before he could, before he could sign the contract for the book deal, Samuel Clemens, we know him as Mark Twain, who was a friend of his, heard about it and said, you know, Ulysses, you didn't sign that contract. Did you? And he goes, no, not yet. Why? And he goes, it's an obscene small amount of money. Like this is, this, they're stealing from you. They, mm-hmm. they just want to capitalize on your name and your thoughts and your stories. So Samuel Clemens writes a contract that was fair, that gave Grant and his estate the appropriate amount of money which allowed his wife to live comfortably mm-hmm. for the rest of her life. So it was somebody coming back to finally say, hey, this, you know, you, you, can't, you can't treat the man this way. This just is, so again, somebody came to his, uh, his aid, so to speak, and, and helped him through this. And then an interesting thing, so his funeral. So he dies of throat cancer. He literally, when he finished the book, he could barely speak, and he could barely swallow even water. He was getting shots of morphine directly into his neck wow. to help with the pain. But he finished the book, and he died. And the pallbearers at his funeral were four generals, General William Tecumseh Sherman and Philip Sheridan of the Union Army. 
Simon Buckner and Joseph Johnston of the Confederate Army. So two generals from the army he defeated were his pallbearers. To me, that just says volumes about who the man was. So again, it makes me think about greatness. Is, greatness comes from people being given opportunities. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what greatness is yet to be discovered by those of us that will give people the opportunity. It's there. And like, I love how you put it. What, you know, what greatness, what great contributions. And if you would ask Grant if he was great, he would say, I wasn't great. I'm just a simple son of a, of a leather goods guy from Ohio. Mm-hmm. He was a C student at West Point. He would probably say, I'm the guy that had to resign from the military because I had a drinking problem. When I got depressed, I drank. And post, most people, if, a lot of people, if I would have said to a lot of people, what do you know about General Grant? They would have said he's a drunk. Hmm. That's what they would have said. You know, he was a man who was an alcoholic that didn't know exactly how to cope with that and literally had AIDS that would make sure he didn't drink too much because he realized that was a problem he was trying to deal with. But probably, in my opinion, and again, I'm not, I'm not a historian, just a, an amazing, great president that helped our country at least three times. So what do you think I missed? I didn't want, I didn't want this to be a history lecture, but... <laughs> no, I, you know, I think... Um, I'm glad that you read... The, all these Brett Bayer books and then share with me the synopsis um, because I, you know, I think you always do find that leadership lesson from history. And I think that's really important. You know, one of the sad things that I, that I heard about was that General Grant's statue in San Francisco was one of the statues that was pulled down. And the sad part is people don't know who he was. Mm-hmm. He was an abolitionist. He supported the rights of Native Americans. You know, he wanted fair and ethical treatment for the Confederates that, that fought against the Union. I can't see any reason. He believed in education. He believed in, you know, all of the things that we would think are things of value. He valued people, all people of all races and all ethnic origins. You know, he just... But sometimes we get caught up in, in the thought of the day and we don't even take the time to think about who was this man. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Historians, a lot of historians, at least until the 40s, I did see this, rated him as one of the worst presidents in history. Wow. And I couldn't figure out why. There were scandals in his administration, but let's face it, whose scandal, you know, none of them related to him. But which president has not had scandals in their administration? Mm-hmm. But... In the 40s, there was a revisiting of his, of his legacy and his history. And they said, well, maybe he wasn't such a bad president. So, so now you're going to say, so what are we writing about next? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I'm not in the middle of a book, so I can give you an idea. <laughs> but something will come up between now and next week when mm-hmm. I owe you the post. Great. So I highly recommend the book. If people, Brett Bears. To Rescue the Republic. It's a great book. It's not that long. 
Um, it's even got pictures. So. <laughs> Anything special is is you're you're probably getting ready to do your your holiday bucket list. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's, it's crazy how the season has flown by. So pretty soon we'll be working on our holiday and winter plans. And Good. Uh, I hope the snow holds off for just a tad longer. From me looking at the weather forecast, I think it will. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. This was The Next Page. <laughs>